Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to It's a Crime. I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about the newest Dateline episode that aired on Friday, March 26th in the Lori Vallow Daybell and Chad Daybell case. There was a lot of repeat information, which is understandable because it is such a crazy case, and one has to understand that. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Basics. However, in this video, I'm just going to give you the newest information and highlights in the episode. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below and don't forget to hit the like and don't forget to share it out. Now, let's get into it. In the beginning of the Dateline show, they talked about when Lori met and married Joseph Ryan, her third husband. Annie Cushing was on the show, who is Joseph's sister and Tylee's aunt. And she talked a bit about Joe and their relationship. She said to see what he suffered was unimaginable. Now, Joseph died in April of 2018. As a refresher, Annie didn't find out about her brother's death until weeks later, but Lori knew right away. Annie asked Lori, why didn't you tell me about Joe dying? And she says, well, I didn't think you would care. Lori also said to Annie that the world is a better place without Joseph Ryan. She also mentioned, and we've heard this before, that Lori 
sometimes felt like just getting in a car and driving her kids off of a cliff. Now, according to reports, Joseph died of cardiovascular disease, but Joseph didn't get an autopsy done. He just had an external examination. Annie also said that Lori had a box of Joseph's family photo albums, and she said that she and Tylee actually went to Joseph's apartment and was let in by two other police officers. Lori also said that there were stacks and stacks of files in his apartment. Now, Annie received photos from Joseph's apartment from the day that Joe died, but in the pictures, there weren't any indications of stacks and stacks of files or a box of photo albums. And Annie actually wondered if Lori had gained access to Joe's apartment before these pictures were taken from the police. Now, I'd love to know who the police officers were, if any, that let her in. And I did wonder in a previous video if somebody was in the apartment beforehand because there was an open window that was stated in one of the reports. Annie and I also discussed it in a live stream. I did have her on the show back in December, I believe it was, and I'll be sure to put the link in the description below so you can check out that video. I'll also have it linked at the end of this video. Now, Annie also said in the Dateline episode that there was an extra deadbolt to Joe's apartment, and she said it seemed like this is a man living in fear. Now remember, Alex had attacked Joe with a stun gun, and he even went to jail over it. And with everything that was going on, I wouldn't doubt that Joe had some sort of fear over Alex, especially because he wanted him dead. Or it seemed like he wanted him dead. And also with the accusations coming from Lori. Look what happened to Charles. He literally said that Lori scares the crap out of him. Annie also said that Joe was a neat freak, so she thought it was strange that everything was strewn about in the apartment. Then they played the tape of Lori saying she wanted to kill Joe, saying, I was going to murder him, I was going to kill him. And side note, Lori likes to go and refer to the Book of Mormon, then twist the words so it can match her evil desires. One of the things that hasn't been clear in the past about Joe was if there was any life insurance involved. And in fact, Annie and I had a conversation in the live stream that we had back in December and she said it was still unclear at that time. However, Annie did find out and talked about it on this Dateline episode and she said there was in fact life insurance and guess who the beneficiary was? Lori, for up to $150,000. There was a video that I did on a woman named Lida Southard, and she was actually the first female serial killer in the state of Idaho. Her story eerily parallels Lori's right down to getting arrested in Hawaii. And Lida would actually poison her husbands with arsenic-riddled flypaper. It's a really interesting story. Lida had so many husbands just like Lori, I would highly recommend it, and you can check that out also in the description below. Now, back to Dateline. There were highly experienced mental health professionals on the show as well. Their names are Tom Ware and Vivian Lewis. They were actually assigned to help court decide on custody of Tylee back when there's that custody battle over her. Now, Tom says this was just an awful, awful case, and he says she was on a mission, meaning Lori. And Vivian says, I'll be point blank frank. It's very hard to remove a child from a mother. And yes, there are children who need to be removed from their mother's care. He said she was the mastermind behind the whole thing. Lori absolutely matches much of the criteria for an offending, falsely accusing mother. 
Now, they did talk a little bit about how they didn't believe that allegations that were made by Lori towards Joseph Ryan had any credibility. They said they believed that they were absurd allegations. And when Lori found out that they didn't believe her allegations, she said this, if this doesn't come out the way I want it to, I'm taking the kids to Mexico. Side note, one of the things that we see over and over is if Lori doesn't get her way, Lori has a bit of a fit and the manipulations arise, people get hurt and things get stolen. And I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. Now, in that Dateline episode, they talked about how Lori believed Tylee was a reincarnation of Lori's sister, Stacy Lynn Cope, who is Melanie Pulowski's mom. And it also said how Lori's past lawyer, who by the way is now dead, he came to her at night and spoke to her. Now, I was trying to remember what his name was. I have it somewhere in my thousands of pages of scripting. But if you know that offhand, can you please let me know that in the comments below? I was trying to find it and I'm hoping you guys might remember. Thank you so much in advance. Now, Vivian said that when she looks back, she sees delusion when it comes to Lori. And Lori told also another therapist that death would be an option before giving Tylee to her father, even for a visit. Days after, Alex then attacked Joseph with that stun gun. I see a little pattern here. Vivian also said something that really makes you think. She said, I mean, when you think about it, the children could be alive today had this gone just a little differently 13 or 14 years ago. And we do know that Lori did whatever she could to keep Tylee away from Joe. She moved to Texas from Arizona. Joe followed them to Arizona and moved there to be close to Tylee. And in the episode, it was said that Lori was actually charged with judicial interference. She then moved to Hawaii. Now, both Charles's ex-wives were also on the show. His first wife, Kimberly, talked about Charles, and she also mentioned there that Charles once fiddled with a gun and accidentally it went off, and she said it just missed her head by inches. It seemed in the show that this was kind of an incident that ended their relationship. That could be just my take on it. But I've seen previous clips where she said that Charles was with another woman while she was married. So it didn't make that too clear in that episode, but... They did talk about that. She also talked about Charles and Lori, and she said, and I quote, he knew that his demise was going to come in the form of this bubbly blonde in yoga pants. He knew that. Then it showed Charles' second wife, Cheryl, who was married to Charles, and I believe it was for around 12 years. Now, something that was new was that Cheryl and Charles actually adopted Charles' nephew, and then they had a son together. I didn't know that detail, this was new to me, and I thought it was interesting because Charles later adopted JJ, who is his grandnephew or great-nephew. It's Kay Woodcock's grandson, and Kay is Charles's sister. Melanie Gibb was also on this Dateline episode. We did see a lot, I think it was all of it really, is the same information in this segment as it was in the past episode. Now, she talked about how Lori was attracted to Chad spiritually, and Lori and Chad also believed that they were the ones to lead the 144,000. Melanie said in there, they were in charge of this group and they would find couples or people to fulfill this calling. Now, there was one point in the episode that made me chuckle a little bit because Keith actually said Chad and Lori decided to sneak into the LDS church and he said they did a do-it-yourself 
sealing ceremony. So I kind of love that Keith was given a job saying a do-it-yourself sealing. Uh, you're not supposed to do that at all. And um, it's more breaking the rules for Lori and Chad. It seems like no rules apply when it comes to them. Oh, and Chad was also married to Tammy. Now, Taylor Larson, who's Charles' lawyer, was on as well. He talked about how Lori stole that $35,000, and I believe that was back in January or February before Charles died. And Charles wanted a protection order to protect JJ. And it was said that he thought maybe Lori was brainwashing Tylee. Taylor said, Charles told him, if anything happens to me, know that Lori and Alex did it. Lori would be the instigator, but it would be at the hands of Alex. And look what we saw happen. Now, Tammy's sister, Samantha, was on with her husband, Jason. And it wasn't any crazy revelations in this episode. I thought there would be a lot more. But Samantha described Tammy as, uh, she said, she was a real person. She was an amazing, brilliant person that died too soon. And Tammy's brother-in-law, Jason, Samantha's husband, he talked about Chad and he said he looked up to him and even called him a mentor of sorts. And in early October before Tammy died, Chad had encouraged Tammy to go see her family and they said it was unusual that Chad didn't come with her. She decided to come on her own and Chad said he had to work because he was so busy. Samantha did say that she had a really great time with Tammy. She said, it was like we were kids again and not in our 40s. I'm glad they had that time together before she passed away. It seems like they were really close. Now, one interesting thing is, is there was no mention of her saying that Tammy was unhealthy, and that's important. She then talks about the call from Chad when Tammy died. And she said, I got a phone call from Chad telling me that she had passed away in her sleep. Keith asks, how do you process something like that? Samantha says, you don't. She says, I mean, like, there's just so many thoughts running through your head, and a lot of it was like, no, that, that didn't happen. Keith says, what did Chad say happened? And Samantha says that she'd been sick and had a coughing fit and passed away. When Tammy died, she was 49 years old, and according to Samantha, she was pretty healthy. In fact, perfectly healthy. Keith says, were you surprised to discover there had been no autopsy? Jason says, you know, the question had been asked by my wife to Chad on Saturday when she passed and his response was, well, she's already over at the mortician. They said there was no need to have an autopsy. Good thing for Chad at the time, isn't it? Although he wasn't too bright telling different stories because, just like Lori, because Chad says she had a coughing fit and then told Melanie Gibb that Tammy had heart issues and her body was failing her. Meanwhile, Chad's sending Tammy to go see her sister two weeks before she died. Same time, by the way, that Lori buys their wedding rings and the wedding attire and beachwear. And when it came time to talking about the kids, all Samantha said was, who does that to children? Who does that? Now, there's a video that I'm going to be posting soon about something that I came across and found yet another pattern. Something that I do believe is a very dark secret between Chad and Lori. And one that potentially can connect all their deaths into an explanation. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And don't forget to click that notification bell. Or if you are a regular viewer, make sure to come back to the channel because I'm going to have that video for you. And... It's quite interesting, so be on the lookout. And if you haven't done so already, 
please check out two other videos that's important to see is the Secret Society video and their coded email as well. I will have that in the description below. Now, one of the lines that was in the episode was actually something that Lori had said, and it really does fit her. It was when she was in a pageant and she said, being a good mom is very important and a good wife and a good worker. And being all those things aren't easy. So I'm basically a ticking time bomb and then laughs as she usually does. And to me, she's so much more than that. Time will tell. And for me, I feel like I only have five more months to keep exposing what's really going on. I feel like even after a hundred plus videos, I'm only scratching the surface. So I can't stop until justice is served. Let me know your thoughts about the newest information. Are you disappointed that there wasn't more information in this episode? I, I did think that there would be more in the segment with Tammy's sister. What do you think? Let me know. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.